Then, chapter five. Then the woman did a surprising thing. Instead of dragging me and Zelda into town and handing us over to the Nazis, she took us to a farm. I think it's her farm. You know when how you've been expecting something awful to happen and it doesn't. A field of cabbage stumps sparkling with morning dew can look even more beautiful than usual. This field we're tramping on through now looks like that. My empty tummy gurgles with hope as the woman hurries us along the track towards a farmhouse. Maybe she's a kind farmer after all. Okay, she's not exactly behaving like one. She's still gripping Zelda, Zelda's arm very, very hard. I can tell from poor Zelda's face how much it hurts, and instead of dragging me by my shirt collar, she drags me by my left ear, which also hurts. Why are we going so fast? We're almost trotting now. Zelda's little legs can hardly keep up. My feet hurt, says Zelda. Poor thing, they must hurt a lot. On the way here, the woman marched us through a field of cut hay. The the stubble frayed Zelda's bedtime slippers to bits. Her feet are bleeding. Stop complaining, says the woman. We're nearly there. I should point out the woman that Zelda is only six and is walking very fast for her age. But I can't get the words out. My throat is too dry and my mouth is too weak with hunger. Only one thing is keeping me going. The trickle of smoke coming out of the farmhouse chimney. Smoke can can mean cooking. That might be why the woman is hurrying and why the dog has rushed ahead and is barking at us. He might be letting us know that the sausage stew is done. Just the thought of the stew is giving me extra energy. Stew and boiled cabbage. I get. I bet the cabbages on this farm are as beautiful as their stumps. Cooking, I whisper to Zelda, point, pointing to the smoke so she can get extra energy too. I notice something else very exciting about the farmhouse. It's got two windows. That means it's probably got two rooms. So if the woman lets us live with her, we won't be overcrowded and get and getting on her nerves all the time. I send a silent message to Zelda. Please don't bite the woman again. Please don't invite you to live with them if you if you bite them. Zelda doesn't bite the woman. Even so, the woman doesn't invite us to live with her. Instead, we all stop outside the lo- a low barn built from lump and stones. The woman lets go of my ear, takes the key, the key from her trouser pocket, unlocks a big padlock and pulls the barn door open. Several chicken, chickens run out. Zelda grins, which is pretty amazing for someone who's hungry and thirsty and in pain. The woman doesn't grin. She pushes me and Zelda into the gloom. I don't want to hear a squeak, she says sternly, and locks me and Zelda in. For a long time, we sit on a pile of straw to warn out to speak. Finally, Zelda does. I know why that woman locked us in here, she says. I hope Zelda isn't thinking the same thing as me. That woman couldn't be bothered to dragging us all the way to town just for two bottles of vodka and 400 salty. So instead, she sends... She sent a message for the Nazis to come and get us. She did it 
as a punishment, says Zelda, because you broke your promise. I sigh, but I don't argue. It's better if Zelda isn't thinking about Nazis. She's too young to be hungry and thirsty and scared all the same at the same time. I'm sorry, I say. I was just trying to protect you. Leaving me isn't protecting, says Zelda. Hiding me is protecting. You're right, I say. Let's hide now. Under the straw. It's our only hope. If the Nazis arrive and and can't see us, maybe we'll have a chance to run for it. We burrow deep into the straw. See, says Zelda, this is good protecting. We have to practice being very, 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 very quiet. I whisper, I don't need to practice, she says. I'm good at being quiet. Don't you know anything? A loud snuffling fills the barn. Shh, I whisper. It's not me, says Zelda. The snuffling turns into wheezing. Zelda grabs me. It's dark in our hiding in our hiding place and I can't see her. But I know she's thinking the same as me. That we're not the only ones in this straw. Hello, I whisper. Is anyone there? Maybe the farm woman has captured another Jewish person so she can get six hundred zolti and three hundred and three bottles of vodka. Or maybe there's a Nazi soldier already here in the barn and waiting for us. I stop breathing. The wheezing turns into grunting. That's not me, whispers Zelda. Suddenly there's a violent movement next to us and most of the shore isn't over us anymore. I blink in the faint haze of daylight coming up under the barn door. I'm starting up at the strange face. Two beady black eyes and a pink bald head and big snout dripping with snot. It's a pig. Naughty pig, says Zelda. You're too noisy. The pig shuffles back a few steps. It's all right, I say to Zelda. I think it's just lonely. I peer round the barn. I can see... I can't see any other pigs. I know I'd get lonely stuck in a barn on my own all day without any family, with just a few chickens who were who don't even tell me when my nose is running. I pat the pig. Zelda grabs me. Outside, somebody is unlocking the barn door. We dive back into the straw. But before we can cover ourselves, the door swings open and a woman comes in. She puts a bowl of food onto the floor and a bowl of water. Go on, she says. Get into you. Get it into you. I hesitate. Does she mean me and Zelda or the pig? The woman doesn't wait to explain. She steps out of the barn, slams the door shut and locks it again. The pig doesn't wait either. It sticks its snout into the food and starts gobbling. Me and Zelda hover over and grab some. The pig doesn't seem to mind. Thanks for sharing, I say to the pig. My mouth, full, my mouth is full of delicious cold mashed potato and cabbage stalks. That's okay, says Zelda. Her mouth is... Her mouth is so full, her cheeks are bulging. You know how when you're really hungry, all you can think about is food. But as soon as you've eaten, all you can think about is how thirsty you are. That's happening to me. I take my glasses off and stick my face into the water bowl and drink and drink. Zelda does too. So does the pig. We all drink and drink and keep drinking until the Nazis arrive. 
As soon as we hear the truck coming towards the farm, me and Zelda scramble back under the straw and make sure we are completely covered, except for a tiny pee hole so I can pick the right moment for us to run. The barn door bangs open. I squint out through the straw. The woman comes in. She's wearing a dress now and makeup, and she's brushed her hair. She takes a handful of some, something from her dress pocket and flings it around the barn. What's she doing? Outside the barn, men are yelling at each other in Nazi and, in Nazi and slamming the truck doors. Suddenly, my nose tingles painfully and I know what the woman is scattering. Pepper. The woman wants me and Zelda to start sneezing so much we can't run. So we'll be helpless and the Nazi soldiers can grab us and she'll get her reward. She's not a kind farmer. She's a horrible one. Well, me and Zelda aren't going to sneeze. I press my fingers against my top lip and press and press my fingers against my top lip and I press my other fingers against Zelda's. I can do it myself, says Zelda whispers in, indignantly pushing my fingers away. My hand brushes against something small and l and hard lying in the straw. I grab it. I can feel a chain and, and a hinge. Zelda's locket. She must have it in her pocket all the time. It must have fallen out when she was diving in and out of the straw. I keep my eye at the pee hole. A Nazi soldier, soldier comes into the barn. He's got a rifle with a Bayonet. A second soldier comes in with a dog, not a floppy dog with sad eyes and comfy armchair fur, a vicious killer Nazi dog that's staining at its lead, desperate to bite people. If it snips out, sniffs out me and Zelda, we're finished. The Nazi dog coughs. The woman glances towards me and Zelda. Oh no, I think she knows we're exactly where we are. She must have spotted our hiding place when she brought in the food. It's too late to run. I squeeze the locket tight in my hand when the woman drags us out of the straw and hands us over. I, I'm going to give the locket to the soldiers. When they see the photo of Zelda's father in Nazi uniform, they'll have, they'll have to show Zelda mercy. Sometimes you have to break a promise if it's the only way to save your family. That's weird. The woman isn't dragging us out and handing us over. She's standing very close to the shoulders, who are sniffing the air and frowning. Do you like it, says the woman. My perfume. She she gives them a cheeky grin, like mum used to, to give dad when she was up the ladder in the shop getting a book from the top shelf and dad used to kiss her on the ankle. The Nazi, soldier the Nazi soldiers glance at each other. The woman holds her wrist under her nose. They both sniff it. She gives them another cheeky grin. They both grin back. I don't get it. If she wants to be romantic with the Nazis, why doesn't she hand me and Zelda over first? That'll make them like, like her even more. The Nazi dog sneezes. Suddenly, I have an amazing thought. What if the pepper isn't for us? What if it's for the dog? What if the woman is doing something good protecting. I hope you, hope you find those two Jew kids 
says the woman to the soldiers, so you can finish the job. I reckon the little vermin, vermin are hiding in the forest somewhere. You'll know them when you see them. They'll look like that. Chuckling, she points to the pig who's in the corner, trembling as far away from the Nazi dog as he can get. The, the soldiers frown again. It is because they don't like seeing an animal scared. Probably not. It's probably because they don't speak much Polish. Oh no, the soldier with a rifle is coming over to where we're hidden. The woman looks like she wants to stop him, but she doesn't. The soldier stabs the bayonet into the pile of straw next to ours. Should I jump out and show him the locket? Too late. Now he's raising the bayonet, bayonet over our pile. I want to put my arms around Zelda, but I, I daren't, daren't move. I pray she won't make a noise. I pray I won't either, not even if the bayonet slices into me. Help us, Richmond Crompton. Please, please. The bayonet blade hisses into the straw just past my head and against just near my chest. I can't see where it goes after that, but Zelda isn't making a sound. The, so the soldier stops stabbing. He gives the woman a shrug and, and a grin. The woman stops biting her lip and gives a half grin back. But when the soldiers both turn away, she glances over towards me and Zelda again. She looks very worried, like she really doesn't want us to be stabbed. Yes, my insides do a dance, except I'm feeling worried too. Zelda isn't making a sound. The, the Nazi soldiers go out the barn. The woman follows them. Just before she steps out the door, she forces a smile back onto her anxious face. Felix, whispers Zelda in, in my ear, are you stabbed? <laughs> <laughs> I never, I've never been so happy to hear her voice. No, I say, I'm not stabbed too, says Zelda. I put my arms around her and say a silent thank to Rich, you to Rich McCompton. The Nazi soldiers are driving away. The woman is shouting friendly things after them, but I can tell she's only pretending. Zelda's heart is going as fast as mine. I'm not surprised. It's pretty exciting when you, when you get a new pair. Thank you for listening to chapter five of then.